money. Let's talk money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Obviously, this is all about money. Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. (laughs) With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money. With Dave and Reb. From more than enough, real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready. That's good. I've been told this morning that I'm not allowed to look at you, which, which is going to be really different. So if you're watching on YouTube and you notice that um, I'm not looking at Reb, but I'm talking to her, um, then you'll go, hey, Dave's doing something. And it's just because, well, I need to talk into the mic. That's really it. So if you're listening on the podcast then guess what? You'll hear me just fine. So how's that? So welcome to the show. Uh, this is the show where Dave and Reb talk about the hard issues around money. Um, if you're looking for the show in a, uh, out there in the podcasting world, then you'll find it on uh, really anywhere you search. Let's talk money with Dave and Reb. And if you can't find it on your, your podcasting platform, please reach out to us at morethanenough.ca and we'll figure out how we can get on it because we want to make sure we can reach everybody that we can. So I don't think you need to say that anymore. Well, you know, I think everybody knows think where to find us. Well, I don't know. Well, today's show, <laughs> just talking about. Where to find us. Where to find us. Uh, notmine.ca. Uh, you know our one of our regular guests in Ray Borg. Well, the good folks at notmine.ca. And we love doing the show together. And they've partnered with us to sponsor this show. And this show, we have a special guest. I know. One of our favorite people. Can Is it okay to say that out loud? I was just going to say, <laughs> Reb's going to introduce one of our favorite people. Uh, she's, she's surrounded by Dutch guys. Who is it? <laughs> I don't know who else is coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited uh, to meet this yeah, person. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brent, Brent Vandermeer from Crosspoint Financial. If you have listened to us for a long time, he comes like once a year. We invite him. We invite mm-hmm. you to talk investing. So the next today and the next week, we're going to talk with you about uh, some of those practical things in this season. And you came because of some questions that came out of our clients' questions to us. So mm-hmm. um, it's really great that you're mm-hmm. so willing to come and um, help us navigate this. Oh, it is so good to be here, as always. <laughs> you guys are a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, and uh, always some great, great questions, too. Okay, uh, that's great. Yeah. So I we always start the show. Right, did you have something else to say? Well, I was just going to say the question we started today with, Reb walked into the, the studio here <laughs> oh. and turned to Brant and said, do you ever get sick of talking about money? And <laughs> I'm looking at Brett because I know the answer for Brett and I are no. No. no and and <laughs> Never. you didn't disappoint Brett. So I was like, uh-oh, this is this is a really You know big what? Question. I think we should have your wife on next time to find out if this is really true. Okay. Because anyway, yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah, you, you both say the same things a lot of the time over and over to clients, but mm. you have a gift. Both of you are gifted in it. So I am grateful. And I feel, I feel like I've brought rib. Like now she talks oh. about money, like way more. So like, if you had Lisa here, she'd be like, we don't talk about money at all. She <laughs> has no, in, no interest <laughs> at That's, all. But maybe uh, you should come to Dave for a session. Yeah, about, yeah, you know, she, she, do, she couldn't care less. <laughs> there <we go. laughs> so medicine and all that stuff. I got rib to write a book. So there's the challenge. Yeah, yeah, get yeah, exactly. yeah, okay, okay. Exactly. Anyway, we're going to talk about um, 
savings today, what that looks like, why should we do it in this season, and some of the narratives that are circulating, you know, um, even that come from biblical interpretations. There are a lot of things we're hearing about where to invest, how to, should we, should we put our money in under a mattress, like in the Great Depression, lots of people did that. So we're going to tackle that, those things lightly, but we're, we're going to give some practical, um, suggestions today and next week. But I kept thinking, um, in our, we had a pre discussion about th- these shows and I was thinking of the words in my head, get your house in order. Now I think. In the past six years, I'm sure we've done a show with that phrase, but I Googled it, of course, because I thought there's got to be a Bible verse with that. And it's actually the story of Hezekiah, King Hezekiah, and Isaiah goes to him and says this, which is, I think, a little I don't know, maybe not prophetic for us, but I think we can take it to heart, especially in the work we do um, around planning financially. And it says this, in those days, in Second uh, Kings 20, verse 1, in those days, Hezekiah was sick and near death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, went to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. And I'm like, well, that's a really positive thing to say in the summer of 2023. <laughs> but I, I mean, it got me thinking about Ecclesiastes and that book that I love, Living Life Backwards, um, where you, if we consider that our end is, is death mm-hmm. on this earth, but life with God, if we consider that, and then we hear the words of, um, Isaiah to Hezekiah, you know, get your house in order for you're going to die. Like you're not going to live forever. We know this. So what does it take to get your finances in order? And we talk about this every week. This is why we're here. But in light of what's happening in the world today, I thought it it would be, um, you know, just an interesting phrase to throw out, but also like, what does it mean to get our house in order? So um, we're going to jump into those things. But I thought I would start with um, maybe the question, why should we save in these days? Or should we save? Like, mm-hmm. what What do you guys think? Well, you know, it's interesting that you said that. And as you were kind of saying, hey, I think I'm going to read this verse. I thought that's was probably a theme verse for both Brent and I in mm-hmm. terms of what we do in our business and is helping people. We work on this front end cash flow, daily living. How do we keep our house and maintain a, a certain amount of financial order? All right. And you know, avoid debt, build an emergency cushion, you know, prepare for prepare, prepare, prepare. We're always using that language. Mm-hmm. So, not such a weird verse, right? No. Way to go. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think he was talking about Hezekiah's finances, actually. But, but. <laughs> but think about Hezekiah in terms of he's a king. Uh, the context of that would be, you know, he is deity almost, right? In the, well, and, I'm not. You can't say that. Well, in the context of that time, he would be, um, you know, have that. So, he, you know, not that he's going to live forever. He knows he's going to die, but he's also he's going to act a lot like I want a legacy to live forever. Right. Many times the kings would be building these great edifices and, and, you know, all of that so that they're, they would live forever. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so thinking about that and then having, you know, when you're sick and then having Elijah come and say, get Isaiah. your, or sorry, Isaiah come and, and get your house in order. 
that would be a pretty big deal. Right, that would be a pretty big deal for somebody to tell you know. Hezekiah I don't know. Have you do ever that. said that to somebody? Get your house in order. Well, yeah, I guess in many in a more modern context, I mean, people talk about succession planning for businesses, whether it's proactive or they have news like I'm sick and I don't have long to live, um, or just in terms of their regular estate planning. It's the same idea, right? How do yeah. I pass on what I have? To those I love or give away. And it's leaving a legacy is still a very common theme that all of us humans have. We, right. we don't want to be f- forgotten, I guess, or the, 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 imp- the, 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 the things that we've built over time, how to pass that on successfully. That's a really big part of what we talk with wealthy people about who have ec- excess and how to so handle it. What would that phrase have to do with the topic for today, really? Like, why, like, why save? Mm. In this season, we're hearing mm. all kinds of stories. We're hearing, do you invest in gold? Do you take all your money out? Do you, yeah. you know, is Jesus coming next month? You know, well, like, I, how do we, how, like, yeah. what are we going to say to people today? I think that was one of our interesting questions when we first started talking, right? Mm-hmm. Was in the church, in the Christian community, I think there are very different views on on whether one should accumulate assets here to prepare for their future or their family's future, or if they should completely trust in God to prepare for them and they should give everything away. And you, Reb, you were talking about different verses that say one thing in one con- context, <laughs> yes. another thing in another. another and yeah. so it makes, I think partly in speaking to like this audience, it's, it's very, uh, divided sometimes in one's view. I mean, and I know where I land on that. And that's more on uh, using wisdom that God gives us and being stewardly of the assets we have and not burying talents in the ground and actually working hard to build and grow and be mm-hmm. successful. If your heart, which I think in my view is more about uh, what the new, new Testament taught us is Jesus is looking in our heart and seeing, mm-hmm. are we, why are we doing it? And mm-hmm. what's the condition of, of your spirit? And are you generous and giving in successes you might have? Right. And so, I mean, I know probably where we land, but I think it was interesting to point out that we, I hear lots of different views on, on whether we should even be doing this or not, or right. if it's the world's way, or if it's a actually godly thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, I mean, we had a podcast a couple of weeks ago, we can't tell any individual, this is what right. you do, but there are principles, you know, and Jesus said to the rich young ruler, sell all you have and give it to the poor. You know, and, and come follow me. And ca- I love I know, that part of the verse because part. if you sell everything that you have and you don't go follow Jesus, that's part of the command for that guy. That's right? so brilliant. That's we right. can't mm-hmm. leave that peace out because that's the whole point then we would all be running out and selling everything we have and, and then, saying we're done yeah, and then, <laughs> and then, exactly it's like but yeah. if he, he really does say you know anyways we're not going to go to that it's, verse but but that's uh, and so interesting because yesterday we had this prelim discussion and talking about all of this and then i go to a meeting where there is a project for tiny homes to be built, um, you know, worth about $50,000 in a local community is a project that um, some folks are, are digging into. And that's some of the work we do out in our area where we live. But, um, you know, for 55 and up, because they don't have the money, they don't have, for whatever reason, circumstances happen. And there's the cost of living is so high right now. So, mm-hmm. you know, we've got all of these stories and scenarios. We've got people with abundance. We have people with 
little. And yet, how do we, how do we encourage people to live financially right now? And we talked about having wise counsel. Mm -hmm. Like if you feel like you need to sell your house and give it to somebody, then, then, then great. But then talk to those people. And I know, Brent, you've had many stories lately of people just coming and saying, this is what I'm thinking. And you're like, oh, well, you know, you, you offer other ideas. You ask some good questions, like, um, so that, that we're not telling a specific person do this, but here's some guidelines and mm-hmm. here's some counsel you can have. Like, I think we came to that conclusion mm-hmm. yesterday, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, to kind of dig into this, you know, let's just assume you've been a wonderful podcast listener and you've got <laughs> that part, like cash flow part in order. And you're saying every month I have some extra, a little bit extra. And what do I do with that? Right. How do I start with that investing? And, and it doesn't matter the age. It just mm. that I've got part of my house in order, but this investing part, this, you know, I'll call it wealth generation part. Um, what do we do with that? Brent. <laughs> <laughs> no, we take, yeah. give it all to Brent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I've, I've always have, as my business has changed over the years, it, it's very different depending on the, how much that is, yeah. right? And our business has grown so that we, we, we serve a lot of very wealthy people with, right. uh, and, and that just makes it a little different. So when they come out of just cleaning up their house and yeah. it, it's more practical and it's probably a real challenge because mm-hmm. just being real blunt, um, the financial, industry that is paid to manage money for people. Mm-hmm. If you think about the percentage that you might charge, if it's a 1% a year fee, if you have $1,000 a year or $10,000 a year or something, and you're starting out from a small amount, of, relatively mm-hmm. small amount of money like that, there's not too many professionals who will work for $100 a year right. on $10,000, right? right? Like You just can't economically make sense of that. And that's a problem in this world because there's a gap, right? There's, mm-hmm. there's a gap of how people can get served um, when they're just making that gap. Like I've been, I've got my debt in order. I've got my budget in order and yep. now I'm saving a little bit of money. What do I do with it? There's not a lot of great advice for that subset. It's, right? it's true. And I think um, we, this is the question and, we're and hearing. That, yeah, let's, let's dig and, into and, that a little bit. I know one of the, one of the pieces of advice you gave me hmm. many years ago was, you know, those big yellow books, investing for dummies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. that's a $25 investment that <laughs> sure. you should make. <laughs> Everybody should read that book. <laughs> e- you know, even if you're working, with a, a professional or, yeah. or developing and then that's the second piece of you know that i always tell people it doesn't matter how much it is then yeah. develop a relationship with somebody who at least um you know you can start to to align with as as you go and and you may not do a lot of investing at the beginning but learning and doing some self-education and that's knowing a huge point. It, it's like to me that's it, it, the, we can do that so before can, hang on before we go there though yeah. no i know he's gonna talk but we're well, gonna get into the okay go ahead maybe just one point on the actual book thing yeah. like yeah. the reason why i say that is first of all i think people i often joke put like a brown paper bag shopping bag over it to hide <laughs> that you're reading a yellow book for dummies right but partly what's in it is i think People today, and maybe the listener should own this part, that they're often looking for a quick fix, right? Right? Like, tell me what to do. I'll just do it. I'll check that box and I'll move on. Well, dealing with wealth and managing your money, and this is probably the fact of putting your house in order, it takes time and effort. And when I tell people, you know, go read that book and then come back and tell me about it, it's unfortunate 
But I think like 95% of people don't read the book yeah. and don't come back to talk about it. Right. So they weren't really looking wow. to improve their situation, right? And I think that education part is that's a controllable. That's not markets. It's not economy. It's not recession. It's not what investment do I pick? What account is it going? Which I know that's what we're going to talk about mm-hmm. a little more practically. But I just, it just struck me that that's a really interesting part in, in, in that piece. You got to own it and you got to invest time and learning and educate yourself. And in fact, there's people who have talked to me about, Oh, I want to do what you do, Brent. Like, how do we become, how do I become an advisor? And I said, well, listen, you, you first thing first, go take the Canadian securities course. Like anybody can do it. Canadian securities. Institute.ca, Canadian Securities course, go and, go and take it. And let's see if you're actually interested in, in putting some effort into it. Right. And then come back and we'll talk. Right. Yeah. And, wow. Uh, most people don't I, come back. <laughs> so. It's funny because you have that on your end that mm. we have in coaching. People want the pain to go away for their cash flow or their debt. Right. But then putting in the, it, it's more than just, I mean, it's more than just reading an article. It's actually then applying it. So mm-hmm. you're just saying, go apply yourself to learn and then see what happens. But I, I want to read this quote because I mm. finally found a book that I love about money. You know, I, it's called the psychology. A of, smile on I know. I love Isn't it the that. one that you wrote. No. 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 Oh, right. I love that one. Okay. I love that. Did you actually read it? Yes, I should have put you on the spot. Course. Okay. Um, yeah. The, okay. The draft before it was oh, published. Oh yeah. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I read, I've mentioned before this month, um, psychology of money and all of that, but he says something similar. Um, here again, there's survival, not growth or brains or insight. The ability to stick around for a long time without wiping out or being forced to give up is what makes the biggest difference. This should be the cornerstone of your strategy, whether it's in investing or your mm-hmm. career or a business you own. And what you were saying about um, dealing with money and wealth takes time and Mm. effort and you're in for the long haul even in educating yourself and learning because you just said to me this morning you know every two weeks something is shifting Mm. so that makes what's talking about money is exciting for you right because it's not it's a current dave always says money like it's a flow a currency that's a great you know like a a river it's constantly moving and changing and that's what makes these conversations important to people um, but I think I wanted, before we get into the practical, cause we're going to do that in the next show as well, maybe dig in more to that, but why, why in this season should a person think of saving? Like if there is margin, as David said, like what, like if Jesus is coming back, like some people think, or, or is he, well, Jesus or, is coming back. well, he's coming back, but like not, maybe not next month. Um, mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. how sh- then shall we live? Right. How um, what's important about what's wise about putting something away for the future? I know that sounds like a silly question, but yeah, maybe uh, that we need to answer that. It seems like such a building block premise for me that it is a wise thing that it's sometimes maybe hard to articulate that whole reasoning. But I think, I mean, to me, it's just about being prudent and wise to that in our culture where we find ourselves, we do end up having to stop our productive like labor and work, right? And so, um, setting aside a portion of just like a tithe you know, today saying, what percentage should I save of what I earn today so that I can supply myself and my family and my loved ones and maybe pass something on is a really prudent and wise thing. I like to think about it like living as if Jesus could return any day, but because I think 
most generations have thought that that's going to occur in their generation. Yes. It may not. And that's okay. Um, we should be wise and prepared. And like I was saying to you yesterday, I think sometimes people confuse different forms of wealth. You know, like I find it interesting that people with a pension plan, someone else is doing that accumulation for them. Like it comes off their paycheck, it gets matched by the employer, it goes into this sort of hidden world where their money is invested and, and it's in stocks and bonds and real estate and different things. Um, but because they're not seeing daily price changes or not seeing an online portal where they can go log in and see the daily move of their account or monthly statements or whatever it is, right? That noise that an investment portfolio creates is really just noise at the end of the right. day. It's good disclosure of real time information, but I find that people who have a pension plan often don't think that they're wealthy or managing wealth because they're not doing it. But when those of us who don't have a pension plan um, and we have to put that money aside and then mm. manage it, you see this portfolio grow and you think, oh, I'm so wealthy. But well, in today's world, if you have a $50,000 a year pension coming, it's probably easily worth $1.5 maybe, right. but wow. you just don't see it, right? right? Whereas if you have a portfolio with a statement that says $1.5 you think, oh, I'm so wealthy, right? And, and you said yesterday that people are feeling guilt around that portfolio. I think portfolio. Some, some, some do, and it's a similar – not not all, I mean most, but some. I see some who, who do, but I think it's the prudent thing to do. If you need to live off of X amount of money, I mean, that's that's where I do a lot of work. That's where the name Crosspoint, the name of our firm, comes from, is we are trying to get people to that cross point of being financially independent. And when people ask me, what do I need to do? Like, what's my number? Right? Well, we you have to come back to what is your lifestyle going to look like? Like, what spending do you need? Your core, this is what you guys do a lot of, right? But your core lifestyle and then sporadic things like how often are you going to replace a car or how often are you going to travel? Uh, how often is your roof going to need repair, your furnace, all the things. And you got to work that back to, okay, I need this much per year. Well, then based on all of our assumptions and actuarial data, different things, inflation, rates of return, we can say, well, you need to have this much money, that's your cross point. You got to get to there. That's point B. We are point A today. You know, we got to get there. Um, and we track towards mm -hmm. that. Uh, but we can give them an answer, right? How much is enough? Yeah. And, and that's yeah. based on what your lifestyle is going to look like, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, that I think gives some context to, uh, knowing if they're being stewardly and on track, but also on the decumulation side, helping them realize that it's not a, it's not a, um, an inappropriate amount of wealth. It's a prudent amount of wealth to create an income stream that you thought was the right amount for you, right? Because it doesn't mean that someone who is, you know, who wants to steward well, who wants to give their money away, who wants to put it to kingdom purposes, they're going to be able then to do that mm. their whole life yeah. because they've planned and put away and saved yeah. for those years as well. So it's not, uh, it's not just it's not just about them when they retire. Right. And sometimes I agree. I think there's a narrative even in my own head. Well, if you, you know, Jesus says just go, you know, give it all, you know, I mean, he's not always talking to us as he talks to the rich young ruler because money might not have your heart like it mm -hmm. had the rich young ruler's heart, right? Yeah. Um so there's a narrative out there that says, well, if I accumulate all that, then 
then um, I'm not doing the godly thing. I, right? I think you make a, a, an incredible, and you didn't really say it, but I picked up on it is, is that all of that planning really is wrapped around purpose. In, in your example, the mm. purpose is, is this is my lifestyle. This is what I think my lifestyle will be in 10 years when I stop exchanging time for money and go, can I live yeah. X number of years beyond that? You know, and, and again, that, that speaks to, you know, the planning, uh, when you were talking, Brent, I heard a quote, I don't know, many years ago. I don't even know where it was. And, and the quote was, live like Christ is coming back tomorrow, but plan like you're going to be here a thousand years, mm. right? And that dynamic like that. of, you know, uh, again, we can look at the parable of the talents and we can look at all kinds of other places in, in, in scripture that say, yeah, things are going to happen. Mm. And the wise man looks up and says, things are going to happen. I need to create some savings, some margin, some, some ups and downs are going to happen. And I'm going to trust God through those ups and downs. But the fool sees those things and doesn't do anything, doesn't respond. Yeah. And that's from Proverbs, right? And so you go, okay. And in our culture, it's so easy to spend all that we have on today like mm -hmm. it's just so easy to do that there's so many cool things to get yeah. and buy and do right yeah. and to you know and brent uh, i won't put words in your mouth but you know saving and investing isn't terribly sexy like it's mm. not as fun as going out on <laughs> a, a four-wheeler <laughs> well, you know, like, well, okay yeah. but some it depends for me on i'm just wired. speaking for me you, you know? like yeah. love watching how the markets are going and you've got investments in there like he said he says oh it's 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 exciting yeah, sure. I've, yeah. I've, I've, <laughs> but not as exciting yeah well so your point is really like, if you look at the front page of our website the the tagline is invest with purpose, purpose. right yeah. and that's my whole role in the wealth i think has a purpose it needs to have a job right and yes. uh, and you guys think i know exactly we the same way yeah. and uh, and we and we define it that way and so i think that's important to know that and it lets us know that if abundance does come if you've defined the purpose for that money and now you have excess. I love that's sort of one of my personal goals in the next little while is how many, how much money can our clients, can I help our clients realize they can give away because they've defined well their purpose. They know each pot of money has a job assigned to it. It can be financial independence, can be giving, can be, you know, buying something for their kids. Houses nowadays are really expensive. So people are thinking, Hey, can I help my kids get ahead? Yep. Just give it a job and then you know what the excess is. And, um, and I think just last point I'll make is I think Christians, like, I think it's a God pleasing thing that Christians are stable and secure. Like the church shouldn't be the most unstable, financially insecure people. I don't mm. think. I think there's a vision of like stability and wisdom that could come to the church that would be a, a really God honoring. That's a whole show right there. I mean, oh, you're ending on, oh my goodness. You know, <laughs> I mean, talking about, you know, putting our, our trust in God and not in wealth, mm. but also, stability. also God in a sense saying, yes, but if you trust me, I am actually going to create that stability and mm -hmm. give you the ability to share what you have with the community around. Because again, that's, you know, anyway, so that's all. Yeah. It's just a wonderful way to end. We could just show. do six weeks of shows with Brent. Because <laughs> I'm learning a ton. Last I, words for you, Rev, before you. I go. don't, I just love planning that's wrapped around purpose. Mm -hmm. I just really, really like that because that's what we talk about at more than enough. And this is just a different level mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. so saving with purpose or investing, uh, investing with purpose, with purpose. As, as to grow it as well right yeah. so it's 
So important. So are you going to pray for us? I don't know. Us? I do we I it's already that time. Yeah, I didn't get is, the signal at all. Okay. Yeah. Lord, thank you so much for our time together and as we um, look forward to our next conversation with Brent, um Lord, we're just thankful for wisdom that you give and how you're meeting everybody intimately in their own story and you're speaking to them about their finances this morning. I just thank you for how you care for us and the great love that you poured out through Jesus. In your precious name, amen. 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 Well, thank you, Brett, for Thanks, being Brett. with us. We're going to continue me. the conversation mm-hmm. next week, so that's great. And thank you, uh, our faithful mm-hmm. listeners, uh, to join us and, and really continue the conversation with us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.